your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, verse 10. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. If you have your Bibles and your iPads and your iPhones or paper Bible, let's look in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. The Bible says, Luke chapter 2, verse 10, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And this shall be a sign unto you, and you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. Shall we pray, Heavenly Father? Thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. Lord, this, these passages become fresh and new every season. Tidings of great joy for all people. Lord, that's what people need in this world is you, your love in their hearts. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So today, the title of the message is, Have a Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas. You know, unfortunately, the word, I mean, fortunately, the word is a wonderful word. When we say Merry Christmas, we mean well, right? We mean well when we say Merry Christmas. We want to share Christmas with people, the joy that is in our hearts when they wouldn't tell other people. Unfortunately, we live in a world today that people don't say Merry Christmas. We go to the store, have a good one. Have a good one. You know, and I look at them, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I don't do that purposely to make them mad, but just because I'm joyful. So you say, Merry Christmas. Okay? But this is, I don't know if they're trained to do that. I have no idea. Uh, uh, my job was uh, interesting. My job, they give us a, a, a Christmas turkey. They don't give us at Thanksgiving. They give us at Christmas. But anyway, either way, I'm grateful. They say to you, Happy Holidays. Yeah. I say, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, it is Merry Christmas. It's a time of joy. You know, a time of gratitude of heart. The Savior is born. We're celebrating his wonderful birthday. But people say, uh, Happy Holidays. Which holiday? Why we talk about every? Yes. No, it's ever Merry Christmas. Oh, what you have? I am so sorry. This happened last week, didn't it? What's wrong with me? I'm I'm deceiving you because he has the wrong. Did I send you the wrong thing? I'm sorry. Just follow me. Okay. Uh, I, I am so sorry. The thing is, the people online, they go, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, okay, uh, let me go back a little bit here. Maybe, maybe it's me, okay? Huh? Wow. What happened to my, okay. Let me say, what kind of pastor is this guy? Okay, let's see. Is that joy to the world? Mm, Joy to the world. Okay, let's see. Okay. The power of... Okay, all right, let's go. Okay. Um, Okay, could you stand, please? Let's start this over. All right. Okay. 
I'm going to give you a message without any preparation because I was, I was looking at the other message this morning, okay? But anyway, that's a message for next week. So joy to the world as the message. Thank you, guys. They're over there panicking and sweating. And I see, <laughs> see the sweat just pouring down. I'm over here going, what's wrong? What did I do wrong? Anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. You know what, you guys, we don't practice these things. It just come about. God is good. Okay, Psalm 98, verse 1. Okay? Joy to the world. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he had done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm had gotten him to victory. The Lord had made known his salvation, his righteousness had he opened, showing the side of the heathen. He had remembered his mercy and his truth towards the house of Israel. All the, earth, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp and with the harp and the voice of a psalm. With the trumpet, with the trumpets and sound of cornet, make a joyful noise before the God, the King. Well, shall we pray again? Yeah. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. And thank you, Lord, for my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters that call my attention. I was going to preach the wrong, the wrong message this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive its king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let all their songs employ, white fields and floods, rock hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sin and sorrow grow, no thorns infest, infest, infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace. And make the nations prove the glory of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love. In the 1700s, Isaac Watts penned the words of this to a song that is very popular this time of the year. Joy to the world. It's not unusual to hear the song sung in played in shopping malls, restaurants, schools, and of course in church service. According to Walt's testimony, the source of inspiration of the lyrics was a 98 psalm. It cannot be disputed. The coming of Jesus most certainly bring joy to the world. Many people on that day found joy in Jesus. Many believed. And 2,023 years later, we still rejoice in the Lord our Savior. I don't know about you, but I love to sing the songs that brings glory to God. You know, before I got saved, I'd sing the rock and roll of this world. I lost a taste for that. I love to sing the songs of Zion. At the workplace, at home, in my car, I love to, love to sing songs that bring glory to my God. For what He have done for me and continue to do in me and through me. What He have done for me? Well, I was lost in more my sin, heading to hell. He saved my soul. I'm forever grateful. And today, I'm positionally in Christ. I'm not of the world anymore. I'm a citizen of heaven. And with that gratitude and joy, I cannot stop but praising my Savior. I hope that's you too. That we want to praise our Savior. You know, we cannot dispute the coming of Jesus most certainly brings joy to the world. How many people have found joy? Now, December 1st, 
is the beginning of the Christmas season. Some of it, uh, uh, for some, is a season of festivities. Uh, for others, a season of sad memories. And for others, a season of pain. And for many uh, believers, a season of joy. Listen, folks, the Christmas season will find each one of us busy with something, doing something. But as busy as we are, we have to take time to reflect on God's greatness or God's greatest gift this Christmas season. What did God give? You know what? You can have the greatest gift given to you this Christmas under the tree. The gift that, the gift that you dreamed the most and said, yes, finally I got it. I wanted this gift for the longest time. I hope I have a pickup truck under my Christmas tree. <laughs> it might be, might be a Hot Wheels. Anyway. <laughs> I remember one time, uh, my, my son Patrick, he wanted a truck so bad. He really did want a truck so bad. And he got a truck for Christmas. So we all went outside, and he's all excited. He go outside, we all in PJs going outside, and his wife have a remote control truck and a driver. <laughs> up and down. You could see this disappointment. He was so disappointed. And I said, I said, him, rejoice, it's Christmas. He, he goes, I wanted a truck. <laughs> that was funny. So remember that this season is not about me, it's not about you, but about Jesus. He is the reason for the season. He's the reason for the celebration. It's not about presents, even though all of us like presents. Don't tell me you don't like a present. I love when somebody gives me a present, don't you? Yes. You know, you just open those paper, to take it apart, and, and you go, oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> so remember that this season is not about me, not about you, it's about Jesus. But I tell you what, like I was saying, you can have the best Christmas present that you always wanted, but the greatest present anybody can receive this Christmas is that gift that Jesus brings. Is salvation. It's not about feelings, not about past hurts. Remember, it's about Jesus. Christmas is about a celebration. The birthday of our great Savior with joy and gratitude of heart expressing our thankfulness to our God. Folks, the Christmas season uh, still brings joy to many people, especially to those who know Him personally. You may be one of those that care much about that don't care much about Christmas. You might be one of those that cares a lot about Christmas. Well, let us look close about this something uh, this morning uh, about uh, this uh, joy to the world. Number one, if you have an outline there, a joy re revealed salvation, folks. Salvation is not a secret. Neither have ever been a secret. From the book of Genesis all the way to, to 2023, salvation is available to all people. Look what it says in our text. In verse 10, an angel said unto them, fear not, don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings. What that means? Good news of great joy. See, that's not just news. You know, we watch bad news all the time. You look, look at TV, you know, at 6 o'clock news, all about bad news. If you were that bad of a person, yeah, you make it to the news. The good people, I mean, they're good, hard-working people, they never make it to the news. But the bad ones, they make it to the news. It's always the news. But tell you what, this, is, this is right here is good tidings of great joy. Why? Because the Savior was born. The one that was promised to the prophets for all the ages finally was here. He was born. Isn't that great? 
Salvation is found, found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is not a secret. Salvation has been a secret, like I said. The problem about salvation doesn't lay, doesn't, uh, doesn't lay with God, but with man. Man is a, have a heart problem. Not God. God did it all for you and me. God revealed himself in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now Jesus said, if you, see the, if you want to see the Father, look at me. But see, salvation is a problem to mankind. I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do I just see the, do And the other day I was reading about somebody. Oh, you just say a, a little simple prayer and you get saved. That's a lie. No, that's true actually. Here's a man in the Bible that says, Lord, save me a sinner. That's the only words we read. We need to stop being so technical about salvation. Salvation comes from the heart. If we really believe in our hearts what God did for us and He rose from the dead, God, the Bible says, Thou shalt be, shall, that's a good word, shall be saved. Right. And the day that we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to receive Him as Savior is a day of great joy. Letter A, you see, it was a promise of old. Genesis 3.15, you see, you know what? Some people think that God panics. That God sits in the stone and is like, oh no, what happened down there? No, nothing, listen, listen. Nothing takes God by, takes God by surprise and God, God never panics. You know, when Adam and Eve did the sin against God, God didn't panic. Who said, what are you planning in place? Genesis 3.15, what a wonderful promise of a Messiah that would come for the sin of mankind. It was a promise of old. You see, this promise came, and it was promised to the prophets all through the ages. And the Bible says, in the fullness of time, Jesus came. Let it be, it came at the right time. Galatians 4 and 5 says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them they were under the law, that they might receive the adoptions of sons. Thank you for adoption, Lord. You know, thank you for adoption is a good word. Yes. It's a Bible we know we've been adopted. Hallelujah. We've been adopted. We've been the children of the living God. Can you imagine that? The creator of all, the king of kings and lord of lords is my heavenly father. Amen. He adopted me into his family. He came at the right time as he promised. Listen, what God promised always comes true. You say, wow, well, what you Jesus said he's going to come. When he's going to come? He will come. As he promised. Right. At the right time. You know, joy to the world because Jesus came in the right time. God always keeps his promise and always will. You can trust in the word of God because it is true. You can trust in the promise of God because it will come true. You can, li can, live, uh, you can live the word of God because it is true. You see, God is never early. God is never too late. God is always on time. And he came to Bethlehem of Judea at the right time in human history. Christian's Christmas uh, season is a reminder of all uh, to all of us that the Savior came as He promised at the right time. Let us see. It was a promise. It was announced by angels. His birth was announced by angels. Look what it says in verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. And they came to the country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord showed uh, round about them, and they were so afraid you're talking about see the spiritual you know 
You know, some people I see this here before. When I get when I get to God and see Him, He's going to hear what I have to say to Him. I'm going to tell Him all the wrong things He have done. No, you will bow the knee and confess that Jesus is Lord for the glory of the Father. You know, every time we look in the Bible, we see people that sue the Lord and sue and you know what? Petrified with fear. Because you see something that is greater than you. Petrified with fear. He says, they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, look what it says, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. Get this, this wonderful salvation that you and I possess was announced by the heavenly hosts. Just imagine our great salvation is, is so great that angels came to celebrate. You know, the salva our salvation is so great that angel, angelical uh, uh, hosts came and celebrated because they understand what's in salvation. I think when we get to heaven, we will go praise the Lord for all eternity because there we will understand what it means, salvation. Can you imagine a soul, a person that escapes the fires of hell to go to heaven? That's a miracle right there. Because we live, we people, we like that. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to live. I do my own thing. That's my, my prerogative. I do what I want to do. Is it like a song like that that goes around? You know what? But you know what? No, it's what God says. We have to be humble to accept what God says, what God gives. You know why? Otherwise, if we're so prideful, so don't tell me what to do. We'll never get salvation. That's why it's such a miracle. It was announced by angels. What a wonderful birth that was announced by angels. Folks, our salvation is worth celebrating. Letter D, it was worshipped by shepherds and wise men. Look, it says in verse 15. And it came to pass that the angels were gone away unto, the he unto heaven. The shepherds said unto another, let us, go, let us now go into Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord had made known unto us. And they came with haste. I mean, they were sprinting down the, the, the hills of Bethlehem. I wonder if anyone fell in the way down. You know, they were just, you know, when you go down the hill, you know, you can't just lose your footage. And blah, 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 there you go. But they came with haste. And found Mary and Joseph in the babe laying in a manger. And when they had seen, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. You see, they were so excited. They're so full of awe. They couldn't contain themselves. They told everybody. Now you got to go to Bethlehem. you got to go see what we just saw. The angels sing. We saw it. It's true. you got to see the Messiah was born. Can you imagine? I wonder if those people really went there. Because the Bible doesn't say that. In verse 11, Matthew 2.11 says, And when they were, were uh, come into the houses, so the, so the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened the treasures they present unto him, that's a magi's, Gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. You say, where in the world kind of gifts is that? Well, you give frankincense and myrrh to a child. <laughs> so, <laughs> some came from the hills of Bethlehem. Some came afar. 
but they came to worship the Messiah. Get this? Those people came from different walks of life, but both even with all their differences came to worship the Messiah. Folks, we come, we, we come to from different places as well, different walks of life. We here to what? To worship the Lord. To worship the Lord. I tell you what, it don't matter of your background, it don't matter what nationality you are, it don't matter where you come from, it matters is this. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And I come to worship Him. Letter F, you see, it was testified by people. Matthew 16, 15 says, He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Can you imagine a man said to another man, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That takes faith to do that. He saw Jesus as the Lord of glory right there in front of him. And he said, that's who you are. Tell you what, it takes faith to believe in Jesus Christ and accept him as a Savior. You know what people say in this world? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was a good teacher. Oh, yeah, 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 he, he was a good man. Oh, yeah, he was a prophet. But it takes faith to say he was the Lord. It takes faith. It was testified by people. Many years later, Jesus asked the question again to Peter. And, and it cannot be any better because Peter testified who he is. Listen, please. When Jesus came to this death table in Bethlehem, God wrapped his gift to the, to the world in, a, in, 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 in a, uh, his gift to the, to the world in a human flesh and put him in a manger. In Titus 2.11 we read, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. That little baby was the Christ of the cross of Calvary, and in him was revealed the wonderful gift of salvation. Notice the psalmist wrote, In the sight of the heathen, verse 2 of our text, when we think of the heathen people, we tend to think of those living in some remote, uncivilized jungle village somewhere. When God, when God thinks of the heathen, he thinks of people like me and you. If we remember to, to see ourselves to what we were before we got saved, we, so we can say, I was a heathen. You say, no way, I was a good person. No, we're not. Because we only compare our goodness to the goodness of others. Isn't that what we do? I'm not a bad person. I don't steal. I don't rob any bank. I'm a good person. All right, compare to whom? To the guy next to you? Or I compare your goodness to the goodness of God? Much different, isn't it? See, the Bible calls us heathen, those who are now saved. They're the heathen people. What an amazing grace. God's gift of salvation was revealed to the shepherds. They were the ones uh, that were chosen to spread the good news of Christ's birth. Later on, the message revealed to the disciples as Jesus met with them in, in his post-resurrection body. He commissioned them to go into the world and preach what? That same good news. What's the good news? Of the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news that saves people. Listen, we follow that news, but the, the, the message of Christianity is that there is a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There is a Savior, which brought a wonderful gift, the gift of salvation. And that gift is available to all people. Anybody, in any place, at any age. The message of salvation does not change. Oh, I'm a good person. I, I, you know, I'm honestly good. And when I die, I'll go to heaven. Based on what? Has to be based on what God has done. I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No man come to the Father but by me. Jesus was very, very open to that. Number two of our text, of our outline, a joy remembered mercy. Look at verse 3 of our text, Psalm 98, verse 3. And he remembered his mercy and his truth towards the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of the Lord. Not only can we find joy and reveal salvation, we can rejoice in the fact that God chooses to be merciful to us. Aren't you glad that the Lord, for the Lord's mercy? Aren't you glad for the Lord's, Lord's uh, uh, mercy upon us? Folks, there are many who reject God's salvation and others take their salvation for granted. But we can't now deny that God's salvation is the greatest gift that anybody ever received. Folks, may we never forget that, the, that God's salvation is an act of His mercy and His grace. God didn't have to do that. God didn't have to leave heaven, take a form of a man to go to Calvary's cross. He didn't have to do that. But he did. Why? Because he loves us. He loves us. And he did because he had us in mind. What a joy salvation is. Letter A, salvation is an act of mercy. But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Think about it. 2,023 years ago, almost 24 years ago, God came. And he died for you that would be born in the future. Can you imagine that? He went to Calvary knowing that one day you would be born to this world and one day you would need a Savior. He already knew because God is all knowing. He knew you would be born. And that person, that person, that person needs a Savior. Salvation is an act of God's mercy. The reality of all this is that none of us deserve salvation. None of us deserve heaven. It's God's gift to us. Let me put it this way. This Christmas morning, whatever Christmas, whatever day is, before Christmas, you won't receive. Some people come to you and give you a gift. Do you deserve that gift? I mean, now this morning I got a gift. Somebody gave me, a person gave me a gift, okay? I said, what do you say? Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You don't deserve anything. None of us deserve any gift. It is somebody out of their heart. They go and say, I have something for you. And we say, thank you. Well, God's gift of salvation is a gift from God. We don't deserve it. But he gives it to us. He say, listen, I sent my son. He paid a price for your sin. Salvation is full and free. And I just want to give it to you. Do you want it? Let me put it this way. If somebody comes to you with a gift this Christmas and you say, no, thank you, I don't want it. They give it to you, right? And you say, thank you, I don't want it. How do you think you're going to make that, feel, that person feel? You're going to offend them. You're going to hurt them because they went out of their way to get you something. Is that correct? They went out of their way to get you something and you say, no, thank you, I don't want it. Or you say, it's too cheap. Buy something better next time. What do you think you do to that person? You're going to hurt that person deeply. Think with me for a second here. When God went out of his way, so to speak, sent his only son to Calvary's cross to die for your sin, 
He did everything for that gift to be free for you and me. And thousands, about thousands of people in this world say, thank you, but I don't want it. You keep it. I don't want your gift. Keep it to yourself. I don't want it. What we think we do into God's heart, we break his heart. Because he knows what's going to happen when you pass from this life. But, you know, we was available to us. He told God, you keep it. I don't want it. We break his heart, literally. Let it be. Every day is an act of mercy. Lamentation 3.1, it says, My soul had been still in remembrance in this humble in me. This I recall to mind. Therefore have I hoped. It is though the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Let me put it this way. Every day when you get out of bed and you wiggle your toes and put your clothes on and you go doing your things without thinking of God at all, that day is a gift to God to you. The thousands of people right now who who did not wake up and thousands of people will be their last moments today. I went to a church one time on what they were showing, a big screen of numbers, how many people was dying. I tell you what, it's depressing to even to see the numbers of people in the world that die every day, every moment. So thousands of people that are are born to this world, that's true. But we look at those numbers. I work in that church, I was like, I don't want to see those numbers. It's very oppressive. Because your mind began to think, how many of those people are in heaven, actually? Every day is a gift from God to you. Folks, God's mercy is simply, you want me to tell you, amazing. None of us have any promise of another tomorrow. But God in His mercy gives give us this day. And for we should be grateful. Folks, we live in a society of full of ungrateful people. They live in a, in a mental state that they think they deserve everything given to them. No. We should be grateful. And use that word, thank you, often. We should use that word. And thank you, Lord, often too. Number three, the joy of righteous judgment. Look at verse 9. Therefore the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth, with righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. So the truth is that this the truth is this psalm has much more to do with the second coming of Christ than it does the first. When Jesus came the first time, he came to save the world. Bethlehem and Calvary was no mistake, but in reality, uh uh, but the reality of our sinful condition. When you look at Bethlehem, he say, he came because of me. When you look at Calvary, he died because of me. 
He came as a servant. When Jesus came the first time as a servant, that's why people spit on his face. That's why people put a corner, uh, corner, a thorn of uh, uh, a crown of thorns on his head. That's why people uh, scourged him and call him names and all that because he came to serve. He came to Calvary's cross. But one day he's going to come as not. He's going to come as a conquering king. Not the same Jesus that came as a servant. He's going to come as full king of kings and lord of lords. And he will conquer this earth and he will reign for a thousand years here on this earth. What a kingdom it will be. When he comes the second time, he will come to judge the world. Let me assure you, it is much better that, that you choose to establish your relationship with him as your savior today. And don't say, I do it before I die. Some people say that, well, I will receive Jesus as my Savior before I die. But that is a, a sad statement because you never know when you will die and then you never know what condition you will be before you die. You might be in a situation you don't even know, you don't even know who you are. Right? The Lord is a wonderful God and I tell you what. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Number four, the joy of rejoicing melody. The joy of rejoicing melody. Look what it says in verse four. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. God invites everybody to celebrate Him. Look what it says. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp and with the harp and the voice of a song. Sing with trumpets and the sound of a cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord the king. See, because of these, these things, there should be joy in our hearts. Verse 4 to verse 8. We read, we read the expressions of, of that joy, including singing, playing of instruments, and the making of joyful noises. The joy that is in our heart should, shouldn't stay there. It should be manifest in a way we, we, we smile, the way we live, the way, the way we, we sing. It should be coming out and say, I'm rejoicing in the Lord. He say, but pastor, I don't even, I can't even carry a tune. So what? Is anybody sad that you have to carry a tune? I think that God goes like this. You're singing and you don't even say the words correctly like me many times. And you're singing and it's coming from your heart. You're praising the Lord. And God looks at you, look, 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 look at my child. Look, look, oh. And blesses the heart of God. Listen. When we serve the Lord, when we sing to the Lord, it's not for performance, even though, though we try to do our best, to God be the glory. Not to us, not for the glory of men, the glory of God. I know many people are stage frightened. <laughs> I am too. Every time I come over here, I have a knot in my... No, I'm, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> uh, Folks, I know there are many things that we have introduced into the Christmas season that has nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. And some go along with thinking that everything is okay. The Christmas season should be a time for us to reflect and rejoice in the fact that Jesus came as He promised that He would. With that in mind, like the angels did, did all, in all the glorious, that glorious night on the hills of Bethlehem in Judea, we celebrate His coming, His birth, with joy and gratitude of heart. 
we make a joyful sound unto the Lord. We sing praises. We sing. We use instruments to, 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 to just back up our voices and everything that we do. Folks, Christmas is a time of celebration. You follow that? Okay. Who are we celebrating? Are you sure? You know, when my birthday comes in August, we're going to put Christmas trees up. We're going to do it. And <laughs> a month long of celebration. Just, ah! No, just kidding me. See, that's one thing that we know. We need, I, I try, I'm, I'm being silly here, but when I try to make you understand something here. You know, like some people get hooked up with trees, you know, they come from this place and they come from that thing, mistletoes and this and that. Has nothing to do with Christmas. So what? So what? It's a celebration. You know, as celebration, we use all kinds of stuff. Let me tell you this thing. Uh, you ever had a piñata on your birthday? And everybody gets hurt? Uh, I didn't grow up with piñatas and stuff, you know. A piñata would never make it up there because all the candy would take it up. But anyway, but see, why we put it there? Because we celebrate somebody's birthday. It's a time of joy, not, not, not necessarily us, it's them. We're celebrating their life. Well, Christmas, we're celebrating Jesus. That's what we do. It's a time of celebration. It's a celebration. That's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to celebrate Jesus with songs. We're going to have a wonderful time, you know, giving praise to the God who came and went to Bethlehem and Calvary's cross so we can rejoice in our, in our salvation. You see, it's a celebration. Listen, even if you don't have presents at Christmas time, even if you don't put a Christmas tree, even if you don't decorate anything in your house, it's still a celebration. It's Jesus' celebration. I conclude with this, folks. A little baby in the manger brings joy to the entire world. Jesus didn't come to bring salvation. Uh, Jesus didn't come to bring salvation to offer mercy uh, to some, just to some folks. He came for all people. Let me put it this way. This celebration is not about reindeers. It's not about Santa Claus. Right. It's not about magic. Yeah. By the way, there's no such thing as magic, okay? There's no such thing as pottery magic and people flying around. Gravity will tell you unlikewise. So go dress like Santa Claus and put yourself on the top of a building and get your magic and think, see if you can fly. Gravity would prove that you will come down. Fast. Very fast. That's the reality. See, we do not celebrate Santa Claus and reindeers. Okay? We celebrate Jesus. That's the reason for the season. It is Christmas time. Let's celebrate Jesus. However you celebrate it, but celebrate Jesus. On Christmas morning, talk to the Lord. Tell Him how grateful you are that He came to earth for you. Tell Him how grateful you are for the gift of salvation. That's the gift that He brings when He was born. He said, I come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That's the gift of salvation. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. For Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift 
of salvation. Lord, many of us here have that gift, and we are forever grateful. Many online have that gift this morning, but some don't. May they consider Jesus this Christmas season. May they consider that Christmas we're celebrating your birthday. In Jesus' name, amen. If you could stand, please. We're going to sing a song of invitation. And I have something called a hymnal around here. Oh, one second. Page 294, that's a song of invitation. 294, we do this every service. We invite people to make decisions, whatever the Lord lays in their hearts. If you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, come forward. And uh, we will take you, take the Bible, the Word of God, and show you from God's Word how you can receive that free gift of salvation. 294. If you want to become a member of East Bay Baptist Church, you can come forward. If you just want to come and praise an altar here, whatever you want to do, and as we sing, just as I am, 294. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to the land of God, I come. I come. I tell you what, Christmas is more joyful if you have Jesus in your heart. Celebration means is much different if you have Jesus in your heart. If you never receive Jesus as your personal Savior, you just go through the motions. You really don't understand what we're celebrating in a Christian church. It's much different when you're a child of God because now you're celebrating your Father. Much different than, well, it's Christmas time. I'm going to buy a gift for Uncle John and Uncle Manny. I don't like them, but I'm going to buy him a gift. Just because. When we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate, listen to this, the birth of our Savior. The one who came to die for you and me. Isn't that great? The one who says to you and me, one day, you will be heaven with me. Isn't that great? What a great Savior that we serve, isn't it? Let's sing one more verse as our last verse this morning. Just as I am in waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blood to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot burn all limb of God I come I come this Christmas remember this Jesus loves you no matter how you celebrate your Christmas Jesus Keep that in mind.
If you sit down for a second, please. We have a gift for you from our church. It's for every person. Just a little token say Merry Christmas to you. In this church, we like to give things away. For Chrissy, you don't forget. <laughs> he left you behind. <laughs> what happened? I don't have a gift. I don't get a gift. <laughs> no, I don't get a gift. Oh, that looks nice. I like gifts. Thank you. You're not interested.